Whoa, whoa, whoa. Am I getting the tube of mockery because I'm on my phone? No. Yeah, it's, I just have the tube of mockery in my hand. <laughs> All right. Everybody ready? Who's, who brings oh, us the loud. tube of mockery this year? Honda. Uh, the tube of mockery. Honda. All right. Tube of yeah, mockery. sponsored by Honda. Honda. All right. If we're all ready, here it comes. As soon as I get there, welcome to Everyone Racers, a podcast designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball car culture. Whatever kind of law champ or track dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. We even think you drifto, hella flusho, flyy, and you plano, <laughs> uh, supra, living in a trailer park, guys are all right, as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussions, tips, tricks, news and notes in the world of low buck ra- racing, and if you can handle it, Chrissy might give you just the tip. Everyone report to the paddock. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And I'm mental. And we are Everyone Racers. Thanks for coming back and listening to another super duper episode of our podcast. This really? is. You had a week and that's what you get super duper. Oh, yeah. you know what? Yeah. This is, <laughs> oh, this, this is for you. This is episode 39er. Nice. And we're so close to 40. It's so exciting. I know. I know. So, uh, Chrissy, what are you working on? So, uh, this weekend, we did an HPD at Summit Point, which was fantastic. Uh, we also, Chris and I, did a live show. If you uh, didn't check it, it's on the Facebooks. Uh, we did it on Saturday night. We talked about what happens in an HPD uh, format, how we did, what's going on, and we did that on Saturday night in front of the Honda. So, hopefully, um, you should check that out. Go ahead, Mental. In front of the Honda where? Oh, oh, we're I getting there. What? Oh, okay. All right, Mental's yeah. not in his normal spot, so he can't read the notes. <laughs> so just yeah. just wait for it. Okay. So um, if you didn't watch it, which you should, I'll tell you how it goes. Uh, it went awesome. Saturday was awesome. Hella hot. Track was hot, uh, but lots of grip. I did four runs. Uh, improved on every one. Had a great, great instructor. Um, so Sunday it was cloudy. Then it went. Then it rained. Uh, I don't usually take time in the rain, so I took. Some time in the rain me and three other cars went around very slowly and then so i motored and then i went a little faster a little faster fortunately seven point has fantastic the new pavement is awesome so much grip so uh it was, that was uh, main track right yeah main track yep main track and so much grip grip i was out with chris and thought i was going to die in the rain and he was taking a normal race line not rain line at all uh pretty fast you don't pretty you didn't fast. need to the, the, no. the, the new pavement is not worn down enough on the dry line yet, so there's still plenty of grip on the dry line, so you can do that. Yeah, the only problem of that I had... all times I've been to Summit Point, I've never had a chance to run that main track. I think I've driven every Get track out. but. Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting tired of it. Not well, kind of, but um, <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say, I'm in the same boat. I have probably been to... My, my, my very first race was at Summit Point. I've probably been to 15 races at Summit Point. Maybe not that many. And what I have like seven laps on Maine. I have yep. more at Jefferson. That's crazy. Which is yeah. very Jefferson sad. is terrible. Sad. But go on, terrible. go on, Chris. Sorry, Maine we don't. It's great. Um, and also, actually, a, a quick thing: we uh, in our classroom sessions, we did a lot and talked a lot about data. So uh, we might have to do a data show sometime because I'm feeling totally into all of the data. Uh, Chris and I overlaid. This is not even in my notes. I'm sorry because I got excited about it. Chris and I overlaid <laughs> our, our best laps and we talked about our turns and which one uh, where we were lacking a little bit. I was over his his best lap times in certain places, which was awesome. So it was really, really cool to see. Uh, It was awesome. So HPD was fantastic. I I think the phrase is you got served, Chris. No, not really. It was like two turns. A couple turns. Chris Chris has no hubris. He's going to be okay with that. It's fine. Okay. But yes. So as Mental suggested, we have a fancy new thing. Uh, The Honda, we, we sat and did our show in a new enclosed trailer. So Chris, let's talk about that one. I would say one thing before then. We learned a fun top tip that I want to share with everybody. We've always had very, <laughs> top tip time. Top tip. We've always had very bad problems with the fog in the inside of the windshield on the Honda when it rains. Oh. Like we put we put a bilge blower in there. We've done all kinds of stuff. Rag on a stick. Rag, rag, rag on a stick. And we updated <laughs> our rag on a stick. Right. Like I was ready to put a windshield wiper on the inside of this thing. So which is totally been thing. Yeah. Um. But I read somewhere on the internet to rub shaving cream on the inside of the windshield and then buff it off. 
So right after it started raining, Chrissy and I were out there on my shift. It was raining, and it was it, the car was fogging up on the inside. So we we brought it in, put it in the trailer so it wasn't out in the rain, dried off the windshield, applied some shaving cream that we'd brought because we knew it might rain, buffed it off, and then Chrissy went out in her shift in the rain, crystal clear. Completely fine. I used the, the windshield wipers on the outside when I needed to because it's already rain next. Nothing on the inside. So totally top tip give it a try brand of, particular brand of shaving cream or was it this shaving was, gel this was specifically it. shaving cream it was Crappy. the white barbasol like cheapest one you could get kind of shaving cream so nice anyway that's the top tip so uh yeah we we got a new trailer i was been casually looking for a deal on an enclosed all aluminum trailer had to be all aluminum for a long time they are quite rare and there are never, ever any deals to be had. I mean, trailers don't seem to depreciate, especially enclosed trailers. There were no tra- L trailers don't really depreciate until they're just scrap metal. Yeah, metal. Well, and then aluminum ones, because when they do get scrap prices, people buy them and scrap them because they, they're actually worth a lot yeah. of money. So yeah, crashed never, aluminum yeah, trailer is still expensive. Yeah. So I've been specifically looking for an aluminum. If I was going to make the jump to an enclosed, because our open trailer, it's a 16-foot full steel deck open trailer. It is so useful. We use it not for cars, but, like, we'll bring home mulch on it or stuff from Home Depot. Or, like, they just load up with a forklift. It is so tonight, handy. Right. Tonight, tonight we, bring, we, we brought a, a tree whole on tree it. on it. Like, that after I chopped, we, I felled a tree in the yard to make room for the new trailer. And uh, I had to chop it all up, but I'll put it on the, the old trailer and bring it to the place. So it, it's been super handy. So if I was going to go to an enclosed, I wanted the benefit of aluminum. So the new trailer is a tw- an ATC trailer that is 20, it's a 20-foot box, not a V-nose, unfortunately. It is extended height, which makes it a little harder to pull with the arrow load. But it's, uh, it's, this is a really, really well-built trailer. Everything is aluminum, screwless exterior. The floors have been linexed already. Everything's already been painted. It's got some uh, cabinets on the on the top inside. It's got some hooks and all kinds of stuff. Um, and it only weighs 400 pounds more than the 16-foot steel trailer. So it's four so, feet longer. One, four feet one, longer. And enclosed. And enclosed. And right. has all that crap on it. And 400 pounds. Not. of my trailer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yes. That's true. So. And uh, it, w- it was listed for about half of its new price, or even less than Jeff paid for his Black Magic trailer, just barely. And uh, so, But I, unfortunately, I wasn't really able to negotiate on it because I saw it at, on a Craigslist on Thursday, and I had brought the NSX to work. So I had to go to look at it with the NSX, and that somehow limits yeah, your negotiating Yeah, no, that's not going to help out. Right, exactly. Yeah, this uh, asshole's got an NSX. He's trying to knock <laughs> 300 bucks. Yeah, yeah, we can't do that. Although, it was already cheap, so... Yeah, he's already half price. What what, what kind oh, yeah. of what, what kind of Texas D bag are you going to show yeah. up and start trying to negotiate that for? <laughs> right. No, it's and it was in great shape. Like I just use it to haul around is like, you know, one of those side by side off road things that make no sense at all. We had one of those, I guess. So who knows? Um. Anyway, so the next day I went and picked it up. Uh, I actually did habitat for work in the morning, and then in the afternoon I just went and picked the trailer up, brought it home. We loaded up the Pacific, and we headed to Summit Point with NASA, like Chrissy said. I was instructing and running an HPD-4. I had a really great student in an NB Miata, an HPD-1. He improved very nicely over the weekend. It's the kind of student you want to have. He actually listens to you most of the time, responds, and, and made nice improvements. So that was, that was perfect. Uh, earlier in the week, I finished up track prep for the Civic, uh, did everything except for a rear alignment, which I just forgot to do, which I really should have done. Because uh, when I started driving the track, I was like, wow, this thing is an oversteering monster in right turns. So, yeah, I, uh, it is. No, <laughs> yeah, that's even the, when aligned, no, yeah, it is. No, when it's aligned, it's just beautifully neutral. When it's the toe is out of whack on the side that got hit on, yeah, full, full throttle, it's still oversteering. <laughs> It, no Excuse me, while I crack my knuckles. <laughs> yeah, that's that. No, what's up, bitch? Not a cracky knuckles. I did a real quick and dirty adjustment with the car with no no tape measure, no nothing. I just towed in the left rear a little bit more and said, "Oh, let's try that." And it was fine, it wor- and it worked much better actually. It was so. totally fine. Yeah, and once we got home, I took down that thirty foot pine tree in the front yard to make room for the trailer. It just needed a little bit of extra so, room. So it is going on the side of the house. Yeah, I did the measurements and I got that one tree I could do it. So I felled that 30-foot pine tree right between the houses there. It looked was great and uh, done. Was it perfect. A little, little bit of a panic when it started to go? Oh, oh, did I get nope. it right? Did I, no, did it was I perfect because right? I, I, tied, I tied a bunch of ratchet straps. I got pretty far up to it with a ratchet strap, tied that to another tree a long way away with like three long ratchet straps, like the big, <laughs> the big like construction ones. 
And then I had the wedge in the tree, you know, to cut the wedge out of the tree. And on the back side of it, I had driven, driven in a wood splitting wedge to push it the way I wanted it to go. So I had something pushing at the bottom. I had something pulling from the top. It really, it threaded the needle right where I wanted it to go. It was perfect. So now, I, I, did I, you that have should a- be like a picture of when a car guy cuts down a tree with ratchet straps and yeah. you know, <laughs> car tools being used for it. Worked out great. Up, now, did you have a conversation with your neighbor before you took it down? <laughs> no. No. We no. still haven't okay. seen them. You still haven't seen them. Oh, okay. Work. They've they're gone away. from a. No, they're they're around. We just yeah. haven't run into them. You guys have a decent relationship with them. We talk to them all the oh, time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every time I'm wrenching on wrenching on a car, they come over. Hey, how you all doing? Yeah. yeah sometimes they bring us dinner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's uh, they're gonna see a big trailer there now so, and a less tree. It's and... been a, it's been a busy. That week. is now that we're... is not the ugliest thing that has been in your yard. <laughs> not no. Although now they're gonna I be like, oh, where'd that come from? I never realized how uneven that spot is now until that giant trailer is there, and we see how uneven mm-hmm. the ground is. It has a solid list support because the ground does. So we are gonna have to level the ground out a little bit because it looks kind of ridiculous the way it's listing right now. So anyway, lots lots of work done around here and lots to go this weekend. So hey, mental, what have you been working on except for hanging where out? Where the heck are you? Yeah, where are you? Yeah. What are you doing? So. So our lovely listeners, you guys know that I teach high school Air Force Junior ROTC, and this week we are at the Cadet Leadership Course at the beautiful campus of the Citadel here in Charleston, South Carolina. So I'm actually standing on the parade grounds using my phone. So that's why so, you sound a little worse. For, that's why your quality is worse. <laughs> but why do you sound a little worse for wear, even the, even aside from the quality issues? Well, yeah, you know, well, you know I, I've been averaging about three hours of sleep a night. We have to, you know, we're up at four thirty getting these kids, and then we're going for runs, doing PT, marching them around. I have got a world class golf tan right now. It ends right at the end of my V neck shirt and the uh, end of my sleeve. So yeah, and, and sunscreen. This is the cleanest shaven. <laughs> most well quaffed mental that I have seen in a very long time since you, you retired. Me on, yeah, you always catch me on weekends. Catch on a weekend, exactly. Weekends. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I had to get the hair back into regulations and a little bit before that because you got to set the standard for it. So I did that two days before I came down here. Nice, right. fantastic. Uh, but I actually did car stuff before I got down here. What? So, yeah, we we recorded. We told everybody we recorded on a Monday. Um, the following Tuesday, I loaded up my 8,000 pound janky half magic trailer and drove down to, uh, Jacksonville to pick up on the grassroots motorsports, pick up that champ that we talked about. Turns out it was not on fire, then matched the title and it comes with a good story. So it is now currently taking up the spot that my RV used to occupy in devaluing homes in my neighborhood as we speak, as it slowly marches across the periodic table. How is Vicky with this? You not only have a crappy trailer, <laughs> but you have a non-running bog-like car on top of the trailer. How does crappy that? Crappy trailer is crappy trailer is in storage with RV, so it's just non-running tiny little car. Oh, good. So it's just it's just so the it's, car. So it's okay. She's not too upset about it. Uh, if, yeah, if, I, I'm not going to give out her Instagram. But yeah, it. it, it I um I got in late at night, so I left it parked on the street because I didn't want to back it up my driveway at three o'clock in the morning and scraping metal and all that other kind of stuff. So I waited till the next day, and I awoke to her Instagram tagging me in a photo of the car oh, on the trailer no. with the hashtag "Please make it stop." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean none of uh, this is too surprising, but <laughs> uh, but then also Thursday I uh, I got Project Tank Cat out uh, to the SCCA Track Night America. So I got on the track at Atlanta oh, cool. Sports Park. Going to thank the Hongers. They gave me access to their garage that they keep there. So I uh, I had a place to throw all my crap. And I have badmouthed the SCCA before. They are they are turning it around. The Atlanta Region SCCA put on a world-class event. Everybody there was in a great mood. Everything went really, really well. Uh, they had some idiot in a Porsche boxer cook his brake fluid into turn one. Um, and take it into the sand trap, but he had really good hair, so they let him get away with it. And then uh, maybe that un- person should actually get multiple. I I tried the Porsche brake fluid, and the, the, the lesson I got to take from that one is they were starting to get a little spongy. So I was taking a uh, uh, cool down lap, came into turn one, and I could have saved it, but it would have been more dangerous. And like we were talking about, I just took the nice controlled off. If you've ever been at Atlanta Motorsports Park. Turn one's a nice, big, long sand pit. I got the brakes pumped, got her slowed down. 
took a gentle off, drove around the edge of the sand pit, and then re-entered the track where I promptly took a very slow lap and exited. Chris? A similar thing happened to me on May HPD1 student. They're coming up to turn one at some point. I got him doing turn 10 so well, he was doing 10 miles an hour more down the straight than he'd ever been doing before. So his previous break point and break pressure was no longer good enough. So we were coming up, and I'm, I'm sitting harder, harder, <laughs> harder, harder, and uh, – and that wasn't enough, but you know, I, I, we had talked about it earlier. What to do if it's not good? This is one of the first things we talked about. If something's not going to work, don't go off sideways. Go off straight. We looked for escape routes, and he realized it wasn't going to make the turn. He wasn't going to slow down enough because he just needed to push the brakes harder, really. Um, but he once he realized that, he just went straight off into the pea gravel. The car stopped in no time flat and then couldn't go anywhere, so he had to get pulled out. But he made the safe choice to go straight Was this off. Your, uh... My HPD student. Yeah, you're an NB Miata, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just remember, but, just say, make but, sure it was the same guy. Yeah, but like you said, Mental, it's it's sometimes you just make the call that this is going to be safer just to go straight into the thing that's going to slow me down and suck it up, and you're fine. And then Take we the L. To, it's better than yeah. rolling. And then we just right. laid gravel right. over the entire rest of the track on that lap. But I, I didn't. I, I... <laughs> but I, I, and then I had two more great sessions and I think I actually ended up faster because I was actually turning faster. I was entering the main straightaway faster. And it goes back to that thing that, you know, we all talk about and we all tell each other to do. And we still don't do. Uh, we still need to be out there experimenting. You still need to be, okay, I'm going to try this. And from relying on my brakes and got back to the art of driving smoothly. All right, Mental, you were a little broken up there, so I don't know if that's you or me or what, but right. no problem. I, th I think it's you. So, Jeff, what are you up to? Well, this time, without even looking at my notes, I can tell you that I finished the Miata Project. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sort of. oh. No. So the suspension is all together. All the parts arrived. Rock Auto is amazing. Everything came in. I found the wobble bolt thing, but it didn't matter because I'd already installed the one that came in. But it's on its wheels. It's ready to go. But I still need a new battery. I still need windshield wipers. There's some odds and ends and things, you know. But it's on its wheels. I can drive it. I have been I, – I took it out for its inaugural hoon, and I hooned the hell out of it for like an hour trying to get the battery up. I was – it's it, the suspension is so much better than it was. Like I, I know. I wish Duh. I had done this. <laughs> Damn it! I you. wish. Yeah, yeah, it was like I a know. poorly running co-op. Was the suspension earlier? Now at least it's. <laughs> I don't remember what you called uh, it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes, it's, it was. Yes, it's, it's, it was a sitcom about geriatrics living yes. in an active yeah, retirement yeah. community. Oh, that's it, what it, it was. Okay. It, it definitely needs an alignment and things, but just like a performance alignment, I have everything set at like zero. So I, anyway, I was hooning the hell out of it, trying to get the battery to come up and enjoying my new, just totally tossable Miata. And I took it to a Target, and I was going to toss it pretty hard in the parking lot and do some driftos around the place and, you know, probably try and hit a pole because that's what you do, right? And I'm coming off like a highway, and I'm coming off way fast, and I, like, pitch it into the turn because it's Sunday night and no one's going to be there. And bam, there's an old lady in a beige car, and I'm like, oh, two feet in, all four tires locked Wait, it was up. that bad? Two it was that locked it up, went straight. Like into her lane, all four tires like smoking, and you know I didn't, I didn't really come close to hitting her, but she definitely had to like clean the seat because she peed a little, I'm sure. And I, I, I still, I, I would maintain she probably peed a little bit. She just peed. Laughing she at your definitely clown peed. Self. Yeah. So it's a it's a camouflage Miata for those who haven't seen the pictures. I'm desert, greasy desert as camo. desert camo. I'm gr and rust. I'm greasy as hell. <laughs> That's a I'm color. Still, I'm still wearing like the t-shirt tied around my head like a pirate and safety glasses. I get out and I'm pushing my car Thanks out of safe. her lane. Wait, you didn't say why. Wait, so because you, I stalled. Stalled. I stalled. Okay, yeah. I don't think I'm, you said that. I'm pushing the car out of her lane so that she can exit the target. And I'm like, oh, she's calling the cops. Were you, were you wearing the knee pads, though? I was probably wearing – I'm sure I was wearing <laughs> the knee pads. I, I, I'm like, she's calling the cops. So now the car is dead. It has a total flat battery. I'm, like, pushing it as hard as I can to get it away from, like, the mouth of the Target parking lot. Because, you know, if the cop just rolls by and sees me. So I'm, like, on my phone, like, because <gasps> <gasps> I just pushed the car, like, 100 yards. I'm like, Jed! Come get me on the Target parking lot. It's stalled. She's like, you stalled? Just Trailer, don't wear my come get me. so I can wear it. 
Exactly. So uh, she came and she got me. We jump started it. We got the hell out before the uh, Pope arrived. <laughs> and whether the la- lady probably didn't call, she was probably, like you said, laughing at me. But either way, either way, it is totally fun. I love it. If it had a battery that I would start, I would probably be daily driving it because it's that much fun. But it is still going to go to my dad as soon as I, I I need to pick up a pair of cheap seats and get some DOT legal like harnesses on it. Because the seatbelt retraction is just still not consistent enough, and I won't track or daily drive a car with seatbelts that may or may not work. Mental, what you got? We even think you drift to hell. A flush guys are okay as long as you built it yourself and have a battery to start the car. Exactly. Well, well, <laughs> yep. uh, oddly you say that, we're going to talk about some drift to hell flush guys who gave us a weird battery in a minute. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Oh, just go. So, why don't you roll right into that, Chef? Yeah, let's, roll, let's hear about it. So you know that we have been shopping for a 300ZX. You no, know we've been shopping. No, no, hold on. We've I been showing. We've been shopping we, for other race cars. We've been looking cars, at other absolutely. things. We've been looking we've, at a bunch of stuff. Yes, oh, go ahead. So, uh, so, so there was the yellow 300ZX that I believe Chris said was painted by a blind child. It had been disassembled by the previous owner, so it he swore it run like before he disassembled it. Um, I don't remember. Ne- just needs fuel pump. Just needs fuel Real pump. Life. It all just needs fuel pump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, actually, he said he took off the injectors. I don't know why you would take off the injectors, but whatever. So I had been texting that dude and emailing him, and he basically had it up for 1300 I told him I was a cash buyer, and he started negotiating trades with me. Like the opposite of what you want. You know what I mean? Like, aren't you sure you don't have a broken Xbox or a, you know, a <laughs> oh. I'm like, you <laughs> <"U-boat?" laughs> and, and I believe I Chris like, said, he's, he's asking if you're on a college campus, hey man, could you just give me some weed? Yeah, what do you got? Like, and I was <laughs> like, no, no. Cash is tradable. Right? I, I, like, I, I give I, you cash and you get anything I for think cash. Chris said That's it best. Way I too have confusing. 10 pictures of George Washington that you can take and or, do know, something else Franklin. with it. Money can be exchanged for goods and or services. Exactly, exactly. Ta-da. So he was a flake, and I was like, hey, I'm buying this thing anyway because I don't know. A car that doesn't run to me is just too big of a risk. So Chris texted me another Craigslist ad, and I talked to the guy a few times, but I had Cub Scout camp and a few other things. So I never really committed to to going to get it or going to look at it. It was also down in Baltimore, uh, just about an hour and 45 minutes away. And Sunday night, I'm driving home from the Cub Scout pack with my son in the car, and he says, dude, you still want my 300ZX? Nine hundred dollars. Come get it. No. <laughs> you scored. No, is it? Red? This is this is not the yellow yeah. one. This is this is a, this, this is, is a different one. It's a black one. It's a black one. I think you scored a running Z. It's a Z thirty two. Is that generation? Right? Yeah. Z thirty two. Z. So you a scored nine, a running Z thirty two for sub thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nineteen ninety two. Give yourself a high five. That I is, know. I am very excited. Yeah, it is well, not yellow, now, but now Jeff can explain why. Yeah, so all of the regular Lemons car tropes in our effect, right? Let's go down the list. Is it shitty? Yes. It has major lifter tick. It sounds like this. When it's running, okay? Yep, it does. Does it have a clean title? No, it's rebuilt. It's a rebuilt title. The car was red at one point. It is now black and silver. Uh, was wait, wait, it pre- like like rattle can or roll? No, no, it no. was definitely decent, paint. decent actually. Yeah, decent paint. It's actually in much better shape than the yellow one was. Um, not, was not it previously owned by Hoons? Yes. <laughs> I love these guys. They actually were pretty fun. Um, uh, one of them's name was Dathan. I can't remember his bro- his friend's brother's name. Trying to remember. Also Dathan. Probably, <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't. Gosh darn! I can't remember his name. But Dathan, Gosh, like Dathan with a D. Oh. 
in some sort of modular home. Like, it was a modular these home. These guys also. have eaten some liquor ball sandwiches. <laughs> All right. They, they just watched the Trailer Park Boys and they think it's a documentary. But they were great guys. <laughs> like, I know that guy. Exactly. <laughs> <my> house. <laughs> One of them may or may not have had grills, but they were good guys. Um, they they definitely had a favorite vape flavor. I didn't ask. Um, but anyway, yeah. So so they... Flatbread hat. They're... They, no, they didn't. They weren't wearing hats. I'm sorry. Um, so they were good guys. They were like, "Look, here's a deal. We do Supras." And he pointed over and he had a bunch of third gen Supras, and that's what we're working on. And we love this car, and it was great. And then it clicked, and we're like, "We ain't got time for this, so let's get rid of it." They were desperate to get rid of it because one of them may have had a court date coming up. I'm not sure. I, didn't get full. I, I, I got the full. I'm not trying to call him out on the air. So yeah, the, the tip was the trip was untimely because I like within 12 hours had to like call out of work, me and Jim, it was adventurous. I didn't even have a truck. I had to drive to Reading to borrow the truck. I had to like drive it home in torrential downpours. Wait, wait. The, so the, uh, the tow pig is back on the road. No, the tow pig no, is no, not. No, he, he, he came to get it. He came to get ours. We we drove home oh, Sunday God. night with the enclosed trailer, dropped the enclosed off in the pouring rain in the driveway, the hooked driveway. up the open trailer, put that on the street so that when Jeff showed up, he could take the open trailer and the suburban and go get the Z. And and we have discussed 422 as being the worst road on the planet. We've all talked about that. So I'm taking it on 422, and it is raining like Noah's freaking ark. I get on, <laughs> I get on the major road. I get on the Google and I get home and I'm like, you know, just not worrying about it. I got, you know, it was terrible, but I got home. I wake up the next morning and my wife says, you're on the Schuylkill, right? And I was like, yeah. What time did you get home? I was like, like midnight. She's like, they closed it at midnight. There was so much water. It was going over the Jersey barrier. That's how flooded this road was. I and I missed it by like thirty minutes. Whatever this flood was, I missed it by thirty minutes. I didn't realize you were that close. It was, it was the timing was that close. Yeah. So yeah, so it was great. The um there is one very kind of cool story. Um uh, Chris, I'm gonna ask you that you post this picture in the show notes. I did link it in the uh in in the the drive. Yep. No problem. So uh, we're driving down to Maryland. Uh, we're in Delaware. And uh, Mental, are you familiar with the Race of Gentlemen? Yes. Yes, the New Jersey Beach Wildwood they Race. Run, yeah, they, they run. Yeah, they run down the beach in uh, in like old, old like uh, pre-war cars. Yeah, pre-war cars that are totally like bodiless. Yeah. So we're we're driving down, and I see a lovely. You can all click on the picture in the show notes. A lovely like Model T flathead V8 on a race car trailer with an orange and yellow dirt bike, like old Harley. And I'm like, oh, that dude must be coming from the race of gentlemen. And I'm looking at the bike, and I'm like, man, I've seen that motorcycle before. And we roll a little closer, and the giant Ford pickup truck is you know maxed out i can hear the turbos whining i can tell it's got a lot of work on it and it's got texas plates and i'm like man i know i've seen that motorcycle somewhere i get a little closer and the little tag on the camping thing says kaufman on it i'm waiting for mental's reaction oh come on mental so texas uh, plates a guy na- texas plates with a guy named kaufman in a really cool motorcycle we pull up and it's aaron freaking kaufman towing his towing his gear back from the New Jersey Race of Champions, the bearded Aaron one is Kaufman. Aaron Kaufman. Yeah, the, the bearded one is driving. We give him a give him a thumbs up. He gives us a wave, and I'm like, "Damn, I really love and respect that dude." And I'm feeling a little special. And there yeah, it is. That's the thing. He stepped away from fame because it was getting in the way of his gearhead stuff, and he wanted to get back to doing gearhead stuff. I love that. And he towed him from Texas all the way up to Delaware. That towed his freaking awesome. bare ass Model T, Model A. Who knows what it is from texas with a motorcycle and i don't know his wife or something and they partied their ass off in the jersey shore there it is fantastic awesome we've had a lot of what we're working on because frankly it's been kind of busy since we talked to you guys last so (laughs) um, let's let's take a really brief look at how lemons high plains did last weekend we picked out some cars that we thought were interesting and and clearly by the results here we are not good at picking the fast cars we are good at picking the cars that we think are interesting and or fun so uh, I'll go through a couple of mine. First off, the the winner was a 90 Integra of re, uh, 
Return of the Junkers. That's the R2-D2 and Fire Damage Integra. They won again, which is great. Good for them. The Dirty mm-hmm. Rotten Cheating Bastards. We don't know how they're cheating in an 84 CRX. They came in 14th overall and second in C, so maybe they're cheating. Yeah, that's that's legit. Yeah. Those guys, that's that's impressive. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Second in C. That means something in C. Yeah. Yeah. Came better than second. Oh, it is. I don't even know what this car is. The fast lap of the race by two seconds was the C class winner. What? Yeah. The team is called the Petrosexuals. I don't know what kind of car it is, I don't know what it is. Uh, Mentally, do you know? No, no. I was, and we were traveling down here on a uh, tour bus with Wi-Fi, so I was trying to keep up with the race. And I noticed, I'm like, how is a C-class car? And at the time that I was checking on it, their fastest lap was the fastest lap of the race. It still, it so was I'm, at the I'm, end too. So I'm guessing, I'm going with it was probably some hideous engine swap that they're like, that's so blow uppy, it's never going to make it. Yeah, whatever it was, the damn thing, oh, it, it sure as hell made it. And uh, set the fast lap of the race in C. Who, who knew? So, Wow. I'm very interested in finding out what that is. Because, you know, I picked all the crappy cars, and <laughs> they all did crappily, as a matter yeah. of fact. Uh, Dreadnoughts, 76 Plymouth Arrow, 38th. Y'all, the Dodge Daytona, that was a Don freaking docking, 56 overall. Uh, the did Chevy you, did S10. You see, though, he they they got another one. They I did. Got I see that. Yeah. Celebrity Dodge Daytona. And I, I tried to remember who was Lorenzo Ricky Schroeder. That was it. Ricky no, no, sorry. Schroeder. Rick, Rick Schroeder. He's an adult now. You call him Rick. <laughs> um, the 1991 Chevy S10 Team Crappa came in 53rd. Chris, are you ready for this? 1996 Mitsubishi 3000 GT of MST 3000, 17th overall. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Amazing. That Amazing. means nothing. Hats yeah. You know what? <laughs> it got beat by an 84 CRX. So I don't, I don't care. It survived. <laughs> We're good at people that picking people that are in the 50s, like Rude Dude yeah, Grand Prix, 57th, Rocket Surgery, 54th. Uh, waiting for Data and Nine Figure Drifters. Those guys were 35th and 36th overall. That mm-hmm. was great. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jer- Jerry Ringle and Inglorious Bastards. They were 52nd. That didn't turn out all that well for them. So, yeah. I, and I have some stuff. Uh, yeah, following the GDO, man, apparently the Nine Finger Drifters were just eating fuel pumps. Like, they went uh, through three fuel pumps. So. Uh, and I do have some I do have some comments. And, folks, if you're listening to this with your kids, cover their ears. Because I was talking to Jerry about, about Liz. And you know how much I love that car. So I, I typed, I said, what happened? And the first thing he typed back is, that fat bitch. The tail shaft <laughs> on the tranny started leaking, and we were killing every living bug between buyers and the track. Windage was a big factor in the merciless killing of the bugs, and that thing does have uh, cooling and heating issues. So we dropped the job, dropped the exhaust, pulled the drive shaft, put another seal in, and went out. She lasted an hour, and it started it again. Oh then I noticed gosh. a vibration when I went in at the last stop checker. It was a front U-joint. So we sealed the caps a little, and it stopped the vibration, but it was still smoking. Tranny oil was dripping right onto the two mufflers. Found some sheet metal, made a saddle under the drive shaft to cause any oil to drip out behind the exhaust, and they were doing fine. But apparently, also, they've had a recent repave, and the track is as smooth as glass. Oh. So they're, oh. And I'm so sure the leaking also... oil had nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, good times. Yeah. Tires, All right, my tires are cold. My tires are cold. <laughs> That's oh, always it. it is. Okay. Chrissy, no, we're going I, so over. Why don't you go? go oh, I'm go. just going to keep moving. So, yeah. Um, other than uh, Petty Cash was, doing, was winning for a long time. They were so excited, and then they blew up on Sunday. I was in their Corvette, um, yo. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ooh, down. Cash got a Corvette. I didn't know that. Yeah. Keep going. Oh my god. All right. We're done with lemons. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So apparently in our previous show we said we are going to highlight WRL at Daytona. I couldn't find much about it. So uh, or I was scrolling on on you know I couldn't really find it. So if you're from you WRL and know somebody who can reach out to us about it, uh, we want to talk to talk to them. We want to talk about them on our show because I think uh, we think they're great and we would love to hear from them. So and we're um, trying to get Joey Todd. Joey Todd's going to try and uh, do a guest appearance on the show. Okay. Excellent. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, guess what Sunday is? It's Father's Day. Did you remember that? You should know about that because you have a father that you like. Do you <laughs> think that they would really like to go fast in a really cool car on a racetrack? And that is awesome. There, We have the thing for them. Extreme Experience puts you or your father in the driver's seat for, with some of the world's fast, best supercars 
over 20 racetracks in America and Canada with no speed limits, no restricting street, excuse me, shifting restrictions, and no governors. Head to xxspeed.com, choose your supercar, find a racetrack near you, and start making a story. Seven models of exotic cars and supercars for you to choose from. Choose from 20, uh, excuse me, 20 tracks, 20 plus tracks year-round in New Orleans. Uh, pro instructors like Mental Chris and Jeff uh, in the car with you. Is some, somebody is breathing in there. Uh, okay. I think it might be the wind on my phone. Sorry. Guys. Okay. Um, helping you explore the car's limits and t- teach you to drive the racing line. 25% off when you type in the code Everyone Racers No Speed at xxspeed.com. Book your speed, uh, your fun thing today, extreme experience. It's your turn or your father's turn. Turn. Cool. Or your cool. mother's turn. Hi, Chrissy's mom. Hi. <laughs> right. I just want to do something there. Let's get on with it. Main topic, racing with family. We're talking about Chrissy's family. We're talking about fathers. What a great time to do it. Some nice. of us have decided for the silly, insane reason to mix business with pleasure or family with business or family with racing. Who knows what the answer is? What do you do with your family? Racing is a family loving sport. Who does it? Let's talk about it. The ins, the outs, the ups and the downs. Chrissy, you're going to start because I'm putting yeah. you on the spot. I don't know if we can call this business. I mean, business with pleasure, I suppose. Okay, so um, I do not race with any Maturas, but I do race with my spouse. So, uh, one... Uh, is it, no, you're like, okay, domestic, my domestic <laughs> partner. My domestic yes. partner. Okay, whatever you are to me. Um, one thing she that wants, I... She wants half, Eddie. She's getting half. Um, one thing to mention is that I didn't race without Chris. So Chris and I started uh, with Jeff and Jim. We started the race team. We both previously had done track experiences like Auto X and driving schools, but not actually. So, uh, no, not actually full weekend away from home kind of races. So I don't have a whole lot to compare it to. You know, the day type thing, but not uh, we always do everything together. So most time it's fabulous. We uh, love going places, especially when we travel to different states, different racetracks uh, that our team doesn't usually go to. So that's freaking awesome. Uh, but there is some added pressure. So uh, especially recently, since uh, Chris is the fastest in the Honda, but I'm not going to limit it to all of fastest drivers, um, the pressure's on to go faster. So uh, seconds matter. And we've been dealing, I've been dealing with my own stress over uh, the last year, trying to deal with one half being a teammate and a fast driver. And the other one is to make sure that all the pressure doesn't go to my head and our running relationship. So... Um, other than that, it's great. Uh, we value, fee- we both value feedback and like to improve and see each other improve. So if you don't have that kind of relationship, you uh, may have that kind of problem. So that's what I got. There it but, is. But you mental. So I, and I put this in the show notes. I, I don't get to race with family. Uh, the closest I ever came is I got my brother a ride in one of the XX, uh, uh, lead cars uh brad pines took him out in one of the mitsubishi evos and for uh two months after that every time i was leaving on an extreme trip he called me to make sure that i was safe because according to him it ain't right that car should have slid off the road it ain't supposed to be able to stick like that <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome now, he's he's actually had some very bad accidents that weren't his fault so he's he's actually got a little he's a little jumpy behind the wheel uh, and you know, he, every time I go see him, he does put me in his 392 charger and lets me go hoon it out. So we have a good time doing that, but he has no interest in being on a racetrack at all. My dad back in the day was a bit of a gearhead and I did get him a, uh, I got for uh, a couple of years ago, I got him a ride in an extreme experience car and I took him out in the Porsche GT3 at Atlanta motorsports park. And he has never asked to go back. Ever. <laughs> so no. I, I yeah. um, now, my wife is not interested in racing at all. And when she finds, she loves the people that I race with. She loves you guys. She loves hanging uh, hanging out with you guys. Can't stand coming to the racetrack because it's hot, it's boring, and we all smell like tires. Uh, so that's true. If, if you have that kind of relationship um, and it's working, treasure that because it, it, it is, it's a very big part of my life. And I wish it was something I could share with my family. Wow. There you go. All right. So uh, I may, I might have the most here. So uh, my brother and I, Jim. Just uh, Chris. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Chris no. was editing. <laughs> Whatever. I'm fine. Uh, racing, racing with Chrissy is great. It's really nice that we get to spend time together all the time, both doing our favorite hobby together. 
Um, so really, we, we try not to compete with each other. We encourage each other and try to help each other get better. And it really is wonderful that we get to spend that time together. It's not a, oh, man, they're going away, or, phew, thank God they're going away this weekend. <laughs> um, it's, it's neither of those. We just enjoy actually spending the time together, and it really works. Here's a downside that a lot of people don't think about. We have no checks and balances in our house. <laughs> hey, do you want to go run this race? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, do you want to go buy an exotic car? Yes, yes, I would. Thank you. Um, hey, do you, do you want to buy a trailer that I just found right now? I have to go buy it right now. Do you want it? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. That's that, a good that idea. happened okay. on yep. Thursday. Yep. This happened. Right. Like, do you want to hey, run honey, this HPDE? You know, you know yes, yes, I do. Yeah. Hey, honey, you know how it's storming really, really bad? We need to loan our friend our truck and trailer so that he can go buy another bad race car. Uh, another <laughs> race car? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Yeah. So, sure. Uh, it, it, so there, there's the highs and lows. It's it's wonderful that we get to spend so much time together. The lows are it, it, there's no stopping it. <laughs> really, that's it. <laughs> uh, on the side of family, though, um, actually a few years ago, I, I gave my mom a ride on testing day in the old Honda Wagwa van we had for a few laps in New Hampshire a few years back. So, you know, taking someone out of their element like that, I had to just say to her, look, just trust me. I do this a lot. <laughs> don't scream. Don't, don't scream. And let me know if you're going to be sick so I can stop. <laughs> That's and it. she did all of those. She, did. she didn't get sick. No? She was quiet. She held on. It was. Yep. I, I think she had a pretty good time. That's it. But uh, thinking about family at the track, though, this is something that we've had to learn. If you're going to have family come visit you at the track, you need to set appropriate expectations for that family that's visiting you about what's going to be happening at the track, what's going on, what you're going to be doing, where your priorities are, where they can and cannot go, and how long they might want to be there, all that kind of thing. Everyone will be happier if you set those expectations ahead of time. So. Um, you know, they, we've seen other people too, their families come, they bring their RVs, they expect you know, everyone's going to eat dinner with them where some of these guys are like, well, I'd actually like to go like walk around and, and talk to my race friends and stuff. But no, no, they're kind of expected to hang out with the, with the family there. And that's or, not really what they likely, want. Uh, the car's broke and we've got to do an engine swap. Right. Tonight. Things <laughs> like that. So, um, you know, if your family's going to come want to watch your race, you're probably better off limiting it to certain times and make sure you're setting appropriate expectations for family. So that, really, because they're out of their element too. They need to know what to expect. Be fair to them. Um, and everyone will have a better time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that definitely happened to me. Uh, uh, you know, Josh is at the point where he kind of wants to join us at the race, but not yet at the point where he can be left alone or take care of himself and things and not get run over. I mean, he, you know, daddy, can I go to the bathroom? Yes, you come right back. You know, like it's kind of we're in that range. He's nine. So, you know, we're trying to get him in, but I'm mirroring my own experience because my brother and I grew up in the back of my father's rally car. We have been a gearhead family since the day we were born. Uh, my father has always had sports cars. Uh, by sports cars, I mean little tiny hatchbacks that he hoons the hell out of on, you know, whatever he needs to do. He's an SCCA rallyist. He uh, has been autocrossing since before my brother was born. My brother is, you know... <clears throat> half a century uh, <laughs> it's like you're gonna just say go out there yeah so anyway so so my brother and i has been my rally partner and race team partner for every year that we have ever raced a rally so you know like the babe rally scca rally we we've always been together doing it so i mean we have other interests he autocrossed i never really did he was an scca board member it was without me i instruct without him so not like chris and chrissy there they've only done it together but, you know, like, this is kind of our thing. And, you know, where it really helps is the fun adventures. You know, we picked up the new Z together. We did the Junker rallies together. It'd be odd for me to do, like, the Lemons rally without him. Um, you know, I, we complement each other's level of competitiveness. You know, he's a thinker. I'm a doer. Which is you know, great. I'm, I love to put you both on a project. As yeah. Both of you sit under the car. Yeah, he talks about the theory. Done. And you talk yeah. about how to do it. Right. It will diagram and twist and yeah. think and it, it, then and I'm it like, ends up working great. Right. Cut stuff. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so yeah, so that's, you know, we complement each other. And so we've also been able to support each other during financial hardships. You know, there was a couple of years where every dollar in the race team from me was his dollar. 
and every dollar from him was my dollar, you know? Um, so that was, it, it kept us racing because of that. So, you know, without getting mad or feeling bad, we're, you know, able to do this. Uh, my father is, is down. We've been able to leverage the parents RV, um, which is great. Uh, Um, yeah, absolutely. And he used to, he used to attempt to get involved. He attended a few races. Um, he was going to do a stint in a car that I rented for him. Um, he got a little too freaked out with the enclosed cage, worried about getting in and out of the car. So he's kind of like, eh, I'm not going to go with you guys anymore. Decided it was a young man's game. <laughs> it may have been the <clears throat> drinking and mohawk cutting <laughs> that was happening in the attic. Um, the auto, the track, the Miata project is so he can go to track days in autocross. Period. He wants to do it. He wants to be involved. He knows it's not on a racetrack, but it's going to be in timed events. Mansu, you got something? Well, I was the first race that I raced with all you guys was at Summit Point over Father's Day weekend. Yeah, and actually, your dad, it's, it's your like dad right came now. out, and that was uh, and that was kind of his. He actually took that as a gift. He's like, no, this is a great Father's Day. I get to hang out at the racetrack doing some of my favorite stuff with my uh, my sons. Yeah, and there it, it is. And he got over it after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did. Well, like, oh, this is what you do. Was the Mo- that was the Mohawk weekend. Summit Point. Summit man. Point races. Seriously. Hyperfest, Joe. But but he has also come to some Jersey races and helped yep, out he at some Jersey races. But like I said, I think it got old quick because... We don't really have crew. Everybody there is taking a stint in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kind of feel out of place if you're not taking a shift. So, yeah. So, but he still gives us the RV. And now I live close to my brother and it makes it easier because, you know, we can try and get projects done and he can zip over to my house for just an afternoon and drop something off or, you know, the, the vinyl cutting or whatever. We can, you know, get together and do it. So there it is. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I'll be honest. Nothing can annoy you like your family. So sometime you're going to have to take a step back and breathe a little. Especially mm-hmm. when you have a crappy weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so there it is. I, I freely admit, when I'm spending an entire weekend with my brother in a Miata, I take a couple days off <laughs> after that. <laughs> but I'm sure he's taking a couple days off from my loud ass, too. So there it is. <laughs> And and honestly, the the sunscreen industry needs that time to recover because the two of you guys in a convertible car will gobble get more sunscreen than you gasoline while the two of you guys are driving around. That's that, says the guy with the t-shirt tan today. <laughs> yes, but i i've i've had i've had during one of those lemons rallies like my my windshield covered with sunscreen because they're just squirting it on themselves as they drive with no top in their Miata. That, that was that, that was true. so yeah so there's family racing with family uh we already did some of the listener feedback so we want to thank the egans uh who else gave us listener feedback on this uh well it it didn't have feedback about uh listener feedback about folks that they've come to different conclusions about racing with family oh yeah uh, forgot craigers yeah Yeah, craigers gave us feedback that he and his dad and and kurt and uh, charlie all started terminally confused they raced together. They had two cars, and eventually they decided they were not going to be good teammates. They weren't getting along <laughs> as teammates, and they were better off as competitors. They're still helping each other. They help each other build. If someone of them needs to you know, help, they'll go ask. But it's different you know, it being in that sort of position than just yelling at each other because their goals were different. That's really what it came down to. It was goals. But they were smart and mature and figured out that because they had different goals, they were better off doing slightly different things. And it's all, it's all much better now and all well and good. And everyone's happy about it. So be honest with yourself about if, if you're in this for the same thing, don't force it just because your family, you can still help each other, but you don't have to be the same team. So you can do you know, each do what you need to do. Good feedback. Oh, from Gregor's all right. Point of view. Yeah. All right. Anything else for the good of the order before we move on to the lucky week? It is this week. We are getting exactly what we all want. Just, Just yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Okay, so we are um, talking about being safe while working outside yard yard work. 
like um, taking down trees. Gee, why are you talking about this? Well, I, I so okay, so we're really highlighting this because we're we're doing a bunch of stuff to fit our trailer, and we had to cut some trees down. But also, I had a conversation with a coworker who actually works in safety, and she was not actually doing some things the most safe way. So I said, you know, it's it's kind of all over the place. Everybody with nice weather, we're going outside. So the answer is be smart. Chances are you know what's right and wrong. Just sometimes you just might make a silly mistake. So these are all pretty obvious, but good reminders. No flip-flops. Just wear sneakers at least. I love flip-flops just as much as the next guy, but I will stop to put my yard shoes on before I wear walk out and do stuff in flip-flops. And she has a few um, pairs, too. I, I, I do, and everybody's okay with them except for you. So I, uh, it keeps my feet clean, and it makes it harder to stu- easier to stub your, uh, harder to stub your toes or cut them off, and then um, and no <laughs> bug bites on your ankles, and it's an extra layer of stuff to protect your feet. Make sure you wear gloves. If you have mechanics, use them. Gardening gloves are cheap. Just put them on and then you or keep your hands clean and then less impaling. Um, ladder safety. So we had some ladder safety going on this week. Jeff was helping to keep the ladder safe while Chris was uh, standing on it, chainsawing some branches off the tree. So uh, just have someone stand by. If you don't have someone, get a rope, ratchet strap, I don't know, something to make it so that if it falls over, you're not going to be stranded or falling down with it. And don't stand on the top either. Um, especially make especially sure with a chainsaw all of this is good um, make yes. sure you're wearing uh, glasses ideally safety glasses but if you just have wear glasses it, that's something uh, get the cheap ones on Amazon If you, or every time you go to Lowe's get a new one this is just like Jeff's Johnny Appleseed, uh, Johnny Appleseed. get one right. and then just leave them everywhere and then you leave have them everywhere, them everywhere. Um, so if you think it's annoying just so this is my, my this is why I stay safe if I think this is annoying Think of what would happen if you got a stick, rock, dirt, metal, something in your eye. How much would that suck? Wear glasses. That suck. That's Especially if you're at the top of a ladder and you have to climb down with a chainsaw. Some, something yeah. like that. So yes, be smart. Please. Wear your PPE. And maybe this is a great thing to ask your father. Ask for Father's Day. If you're a father, maybe you need some Ooh. new PPE. You know, some new glasses, some new gloves. You know, can't can't hurt. So there's, hip, hip there it is. Fantastic. There it is. Be That's safe. That's a great. Great safety tips. Great I'd like to mention tip. that uh, when Chris was move- doing the chainsaw over my head and I was getting <laughs> rained on by the sawdust, but I was standing on the bottom ladder holding, you know, with my, my hand up on the small of Chris's back in case he fell. I said, look, Chrissy, we're doing safe things. And she looked over like, yeah, sure. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really tried. I, was I wasn't trying. even juggling chainsaws yet. I know. No, I know. You only have one to, we only have one to juggle. Yeah, that's why it's easier. You said holding him up the small of the back, but we both know you were caressing his buttocks. I, I wasn't, because he wasn't that high. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think we've reached the end of the show. I think we've talked about everything we can, except we have so much more to talk about. Next week, we've decided that we're going to talk about evaluating or picking the next race car. Why? Because we just picked oh, the next race car. That's a right. Great idea. Exactly. But we're going to talk a little bit about some of the different series, about what the rule sets mean, and what makes an overdog or an underdog, and what's what's good, what's bad, what's different about some of the different series that we're talking about. So there it is. Anything else? Anybody else want to add anything? I would say, folks, if you've got some inputs on some decisions oh, that yeah, you thank make you. to pick your race car. We don't want to hear it. Times- yeah, or if you actually wish to have done some things to pick your race car, get a hold of us at everyone.racers at gmail.com. Find us at everyoneracers at Twitter and Instagram, or like most of you guys do, just throw it up on the old Facebook page. We're starting to see a lot of activity on that. We really appreciate it. Appreciate the show's feedback. We're trying to make it better, and uh, next episode will be big 4-0, won't it? Yep, and Yay. all of you who are saying, what the hell did you buy? We waited, <laughs> so you will now see pictures of the clickety-clackety-Z on the Instagrams and the Twitters and everything else. So thanks for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this special edition with Mental Out and Sweatville. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe, write to us. I think we said everything we need to. So thanks again, and until next week, keep the shiny side up, unless it's yellow or have gold teeth, and then just keep (laughs) the wheels down. (laughs) 